on this episode of Quantum Week, August 2nd through 8th, 1999. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. Talk about movies, music, headlines, stories. We are continuing through August 1999, this time with American Pie and American Woman, the Lenny Kravitz version. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just had a show with uh, Jarrett. No. We haven't done that yet. We already did, but it was was a few days ago. Was it? Just did Sixth Sense. I think you told me that right before we started, too. Yep. So well. Matt, Matt and I are going away. So we're taping kind of these in kind of an odd order at times. We're kind of bunching these up. And I try to remind Matt is a really hard time with this. I, I, do, I, I try to remind Matt of like it. where we are in like in the scope of what people have just heard. And he just, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> so, but they have just, heard of Jared Carabas. They have. Uh, it was a while just ago. Too, we already, we already talked about it. Yeah, I guess it's like it's four a great, days great, ago. If you haven't heard it, check it out. But uh, we, they're just, they ho- hopefully have just listened to the Sixth Sense yesterday, which hopefully they enjoyed. Hopefully. And now the Patreon, uh, the Patreon, Patreons, patrons, patrons, our great Patreon patron people are, uh, Peter Piper picked up. We, uh, we enjoy them and, uh, thank you guys very much for supporting us. Uh, yep. uh, quick update on that. So we, uh, uh, like I said, we've been using kind of the money from, from that to, um, as well as like some advertising sales we do and then some merch sales we do, uh, to, uh, kind of advertise in other shows just or just kind of advertise more in social media so matt's like up to our twitter profile a little bit um uh and uh, uh we ran a few like i don't know about half dozen to to like nine ads on various podcasts across the country um did a couple of like interviews of some shows and then um yeah you had a few interviews had a few <laughs> interviews some went very well it was so, a technology it, show it right was fine. Yeah, well, was, you know, wasn't it well, that's, it was, was like right up your alley too yeah yeah it's fine it was very good the, the men were very friendly uh but uh <laughs> if we uh so yeah we're gonna i think do more of that in april but less like kind of just throwing less of a bunch of smaller ones and hopefully more of like say one or two larger ones yeah which i i am interested in seeing the effect of that because i yeah. actually think it'll be better to do it that way but who knows I've seen an in, we've seen a slight uptick in downloads. Yes. Uh, I've also seen uh, a more than slight uptick in our charting. Matt keeps track of the downloads. I kind of keep track of the charts. Oh yeah. Um, and our let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> I'll be. Are I'm, you just going to rant I'm, on I'm, Apple? I'm just going to be honest with you guys <laughs> about it. Like I'm just a little worried about the length of the show. So you're going to hear a little inside baseball stuff. So if that's not what you bargained for today. I apologize. We will eventually get to the song and movie. I promise. But. Uh, I think this stuff's interesting. If you, I, I would be interested in stuff if I was yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we've talked before about the Apple charts, and uh, I'm I'm very pissed off about it. Uh, so how it works with the Apple chart is you have two charts. One is for your shows. One is for your episodes. Yep. For your shows, um, how it works is a combination. It's an algorithm of downloads, subscriptions, and reviews. However, the subscriptions are the highest ranked of that algorithm, and then reviews are next, and then downloads are next. What is the exact mix? No one knows. Secret sauce. It's like a credit report. No one knows. Sure. Uh, but uh, it is there, uh, and that's how it works. Um, so, for instance, like when we had the Lamley incident, we got as high as 62 in TV and film, which is a very competitive category. Was that for the show or for the episode? For the show. For the show, but it was all the hype. Around that on, episode. On the Kirk Minahan show about the Lamley. We got as high as 62 for that. It was really the Kirk spike. Because we honestly, we had, uh, when I say a fraction, we probably had like a third of the listeners we have now maybe maybe less yeah oh like, yeah it was like maybe yeah, like we a were quarter of what we had like we had we'd had very compared to what we have now very few listeners but we 
you know, we got as high as 62 because we had that onslaught of reviews. Remember, like, all those uh, Lamley people, like, gave us a horrible reviews. And even though they were bad, it's just the sheer number. Right. Is what and then on top of it, then you had all of uh, the Minute fans and all of, uh, you know, our fans, uh, most of the Minute fans, obviously, but, you know, had just kind of onslaught of people giving us, you know, reviews to counteract that because Kirk was nice enough to tell people to do that. And then on top of it, you had a lot of people discovering our show for the first time. So some people were, well, oh, what is this Lamely badness? Oh, I like this. I'm going to subscribe. Right. So we got as high as 62. We're actually ranking in the top two, it's 200. So we're ranking the top 200 for almost like two weeks because the, the, the weight of all of those reviews that carried us. And then we dropped off for a while. And then we, um, we changed our genre to music because to be honest with you guys, it's less competitive. Um, and then we will chart every once in a while for random stuff. And so, just, to, just to say too, like we value being, we value charting because then we show up in the app. Like if people are just kind of searching through, searching through, you know, their, their, uh, their podcast app, right. Then they might discover us. We'd be on that list. If we're past the top 200, we're not on the list. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and that's a great point by Matt, because like, you know, let's say you're a Wondery or a Gimlet show Well, you can use the power of your other shows or simply just the weight of your producing you know, the fact that you have so many shows to advertise that show. Yeah. We're independent podcasts. We have none of that. Yeah. We got to pay for that type of stuff. If, if we we're don't, lucky to get that right. exposure at all, like right. they can, they can leverage their other program or leverage just this, this show, like a Spotify can leverage just their might and put it up, you know, get it up there where we don't have that. So to chart is like a free, a major free ad for us. And also exposes us to production companies and people that might not see us that in theory would want to pick us up. Yep. So uh, charting is like Matt said, it's a really big deal to us. So we, we switched over to the music genre uh, and we do chart, you know, luckily we've picked up some listeners since the land lands. And so we do chart fairly regular, semi-regularly. So like during the Kirk stuff, we were charting, like when Matt and I were both in studio that week, like we charted like for like two straight weeks. Yeah. And then we'll chart randomly like on our own, uh, especially on Saturdays and Sundays, like on like the Saturday show comes out that Sunday, we will, we can chart. Cause there's not a lot of other content that's being released at that time. Exactly. And then like during Christmas, that whole week of Christmas, we were charting that like that whole week because we were like one of the r- rare shows putting out new content. So you can see you kind of were like right on that fringe. So it's very frustrating. <laughs> so, um, there's two charts. So like I said, there's one for the shows. So there's also one for episodes. Episodes are basically just downloads. So that's actually a fair representation of where we're at. Where we're at. Yeah. The problem is though, like for instance, they're like, let's say disgrace land, which is a major podcast. They might have, 10 episodes in the top 200. So we're not competing with one disgrace line. We're competing with like 10 disgrace lines. Right. So, um, uh, we also, there's also a, uh, like a, a website that does not the top 200, but the top 250. but no one really looks at, but they give me updates and we've been going higher and higher in that. So for instance, like four weeks ago, we we're at 247, and then we were at like 237, and then we're at like 207. And this is for that episode chart. I keep talking about. And then last week we got as high as I think like 193 yeah. or something, yeah. which is great. Cause like now it says now we're sh- showing on Apple. So now people can see it. The problem is no one really checks the episode one. They check the show one more. <laughs> right. So we're still on the outside looking in on that. Um, so obviously if you are a patron, obviously we thank you. And if you guys haven't given a review on Apple and please do, I guess that'd be awesome. It always helps. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure you're subscribing already. I mean, you guys already yeah, know, yeah, all, know all the, the stuff, but uh, yeah. So anytime we get a new subscriber, stuff like that. So the, it penalizes shows like us have been around a while um, because like we've been around for over a year now. So if you're a new podcast that just come out, you're going to get an onslaught of subscribers. You are. And you're going to shoot to the top of the charts, um, which is keeps the list always evolving. That's what Apple, that's why Apple does it, but it fucks over like our show. Um, and so that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing. And that's like, but the, I mentioned the uptick because I think the advertising's worked. 
like I've seen an uptick in our charts. And that is really encouraging to me, even if it is just the episode one, that means we're also get higher in the show one. I guarantee it. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time before we start to keep growing. We'll we'll, we'll pop up in both lists. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the struggle. So that's kind of the idea of why we're kind of, you know, advertising in certain ways or what the average, but at the end of the day, very long story there, very long explanation, but your, uh, support has really helped because I believe that that advertising has helped in the last month. And that's why we're starting to begin to really chart, hopefully semi-regularly. Um, which is really exciting for us. So thank you guys a ton. It's yes, been, thank you. It's been awesome. Um, do you want to talk about the movie or do you have anything else? Should we talk about the movie? <laughs> we can. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about American pie. So, uh, it's not, um, it's not trash. No, it's not. Um, there are some amusing parts. Yep. There are. I always have a very special place in my heart for Eugene Levy. I think he is always compelling. He mm-hmm. always makes me laugh. Okay. He always makes me laugh. He's fine. I think he's great. Over it. Um, but in general, it's just kind of a boring movie. Like, there's not a lot here anymore. <sighs> I, maybe I'm just too old at this point. Like, this humor doesn't I don't know, matter man. to me. Or, I, I don't know, know. I saw this in the theaters when I was 19. So you figure I'm, I'm right about the right perfect age. Maybe a little, a little old for it. But, you know, right around that perfect age for it. And uh, I walked out and I was kind of, eh. Like, I don't... This movie has, like, a... For the most part, we'll talk about with the part that doesn't. But for the most part, this movie has, like, a good heart. Yeah, it does. It, it's mostly, like... Oh, everyone's like working really hard. Everyone's like doing their best. Um, like the cast is, is like, is I, I the cast, yeah, Oh yeah. 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 They're, they're doing their best. Yeah, like yeah. some of them are more talented. Others. Having said oh, that, Jesus. they've all had decent careers. The problem is they're not movie stars. They're TV stars. They really are. So like, but they've all like, are they're all, except for maybe Mina Suvari, who's had a, I mean, was she, she was, did she get an Oscar? She was nominated for, no, uh, she's not, but she was, was in, she not nominated for she American, was in American. I thought not, she was nominated. No, no, she's okay, never nominated. No, 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 no. Uh, I cannot emphasize no one. Okay. But, good. uh, but you no, know, she was in American beauty, but you know, she, she's, you know, she's also a former model that, you know, I'm guessing a lot of that had to do with her looks, especially with American beauty. I mean, it was, you know, it was you yeah. know, obviously very yeah. much a, you know, not that she didn't do a good job in the movie. She was fine, but, um, they've had a good career. They've all had nice careers, but they all have, you know, like I said, they've all basically had TV careers like Jason Biggs, Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Um, ex- with the exception of Sean William Scott. Exactly. He's the guy who's the standout to me. Oh, I mean, he's, he's I mean, done. You can yeah. tell he's like, he's just, he, he, yeah. right. He knows what he's doing. And, and he makes me laugh. Like just his facial expressions his when he timing. drinks the beer with cum and like all, you know, that stuff. He's very funny. He's his, like his, it's funny. Cause he was the least experienced. Was he? He, he was working at a home Depot. That's what he was doing for a job. And, really? and then he, uh, he was just like, like a guy in LA He's, uh, he's really old, like looking. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, and he's, act, he is he kind of old. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I never thought I'd be in a high school movie, but he gets right. in and he's just like, but he can tell, I mean, I think a lot of his choices in his career are dumb, which is I'm kind of, kind of, uh, a little, you know, disappointing. He did a rock movie, which made sense for him to do at the time, but it wasn't, it's not a great movie. The uh, rundown, I think is what he did. Yeah. yeah that wasn't good, uh, but you really like, but he is in role models, role models and a goon too. You should see goon. It's good. I haven't seen goon. Uh, it's but, really but good. He, he's in role models and role models is one of the, the best comedies, uh, in this century. It is hysterical. Paul Rudd's hysterical. Uh, Sean William Scott. He did. He is a nice, he was kind of like a more dial back role in a sense in that movie. I mean, everyone's really heightened. It's a ridiculous comedy, but, um, but he's definitely kind of dialing back a little bit, kind of letting Paul Rudd kind of be the, be yeah, the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's really funny. Um, and you can tell in this movie, he's just, it's, you know, he's hitting, you know, home runs. Everyone's else hitting, kind of hitting boop singles or doubles. Right. Look at him versus fucking Chris Klein who cannot act. Yeah. Chris Klein is a rough time out of a fucking paper bag. Yeah. He is, he is like, he seems like a, he has no idea what emotion is. See, it's like, I, it, 
I think Chris Klein, I think it's actually decent casting, though. I mean, he's, that's what that role kind of is. He's, he's actually really perfectly cast in Election, which is a fantastic I movie. I don't think I've seen, that's a Matthew Broderick. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Have you seen, seen it? I don't oh, think I've seen you it. Oh, see, it's really good. Uh, Reach with this one, it's really, it's really dark. It's a really dark comic. And he plays like a doofus jock. And it's perfect. Like he, it's, it's, that's him. It's yeah. right. Yeah. But then, you know, later on in his career, he had major alcohol issues. He's oh. gone to rehab a couple different times. It's kind of short circuit his career a little bit. I mean, you wonder too, like watch this movie, like, well, what kind of career would he What's have had? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, no. Was election before this? Uh, same year. Same year. 99. Same year. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Cause I thought I, he just, he looks like completely unnatural. Yeah. He really, str- he seems to struggle with some of the, some of it. Where I say election, it's a lot more, even though election is a much smart, it's the Alexander Payne script. It's much smarter, yeah. but that role itself is much dumber and it's much more like it much more natural. I'm not saying Chris Klein's a dumb guy. I have yeah, no we don't idea, know, but yeah, but like his, presence on screen is very dumb it's very dumb and it's very dumb here and he really is, seems to struggle where a guy like eddie k thomas uh who plays finch i would have thought that guy would have had like a major career exactly what i was thinking this guy should have had a better career and you know you wonder he's not the most handsome guy in the world you also wonder that part which is kind of perfect for him i mean he went into, he had he was on two different the tv, TV shows right? yep um a scorpion uh cbs shows on another cbs show called till death he got written off the show because uh, they, they cut the budget and stuff. It wasn't, you know, but he still guessed it. It wasn't bad blood or anything like that. Um, and he, he's done, he, you know, they, they, and the other thing, the other thing too in this movie is they've made four of them. So they, well, that, yeah, that's the thing. And they all made, you know, over $200 million like worldwide. So I yeah, mean, they all made money. You know. The last one maybe didn't do super great, but the other ones, you know, did really well and um, kind of kept them in the limelight too. It kept them working and kept them being in the number one movie. So for every other year, for three straight, no, for six straight years, these guys are in number one movies. Right. So that doesn't hurt either. No, it doesn't. So, you know, uh, and then... Yeah, it's tough to feel bad for them. They must have all made money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Natasha Leone, she's had her own drug problem. She's probably one of the most talented people in this cast, if not the most talented. Um, yeah. She just did uh, Russian Dolls on yeah. Netflix. I never saw that, but... Um, I heard really good things. Yeah. So I ran into Alan... Didn't run into them. They were at the Sopranos Con that I went to. Alan Steppenwall and Matt Zoller, I used two of my two favorite TV critics... And I kind of went out and they did a, uh, they spoke at this event I was at for the Sopranos thing and then they were doing a kind of a book signing. So I made sure to go up and talk to them. A, to yeah, sign yeah. my books and B, because I just think those guys are really smart and I want to talk TV with them. Right. So we were talking for a while and they were telling me how um, they both loved Russian Doll. Oh, really? And I still haven't seen it, which I'm, I should go, I should uh, see it. I should put that on my list. It's supposed to be really good. I guess Burt Young's in it. Um, and yeah. Burt Young was at Sopranos concert. We were kind of all talking about that. I have a hard time with the uh, like first run of uh, of these Netflix shows because I just never know if they're going to stay around. And then they I fucking know. you know they they always like well they'll plan for the second second season, but it doesn't always work out. And then I'm just like left with this cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah. After one season, it just I also don't know if anything's like good or not. I'm like I don't waste my time. I'd rather just watch a movie. Speaking of watching uh, leftovers, holy shit! You like it, right? Uh, yes. See, I, it, I, is, it didn't hit me. I knew you'd love it, though. And how, it's, not, it's not. It's a. It's a very well made oh show. Oh my god! It's super smart. Really well acted. It's oh, so uh, creepy. I'm like on I, the edge of my seat. Oh, it's crazy. Alan Steppenwall, the guy I just talked about. Yeah. His favorite show in the last like since Sopranos has been the leftovers. It makes you think. It's it's he, it's fucking he crazy. He loved it. He couldn't rave enough about it. It's the same guy that does uh, Watchmen. Lost. Yeah, yeah, Watchmen. Watchmen. I have problems. So there are a lot a lot of good stuff with the Watchmen. The problem with the Watchmen is you don't believe that the bad guys are doing what they're doing because you know you don't you don't believe yeah. their motivation at all. That's the problem. This one's like. Uh, so did you watch? How, did you watch like an episode? I or tried two on both yeah. shows. I actually watched a few episodes of Leftovers. because like everyone's like, you got to watch, you got to watch. So I watched. Oh, it's it, just like the and slow like, burn. I can tell this is really well made. Yeah. It just isn't for me. Yeah. But like I, if someone says they like it, I'd be like, oh, I, I get, I understand. I, 
That's why I recommend well it. I'm like, yeah. you gotta watch because I, I knew you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just started the second season. It's like, and the second season is a huge get, sea change. Yeah, it's supposed to even get better. The first season is supposed to be the worst. Yeah, I think it gets better and better yeah. and better. Yeah, I guess the, I guess the last season's fantastic. It's like, so fucking cre- um, yeah, I, it's it's really good. People rave about it. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you're into the leftovers, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash you for that at all. Um, yeah. So there, you know, this movie it's a dumb it's a dumb teen movie that doesn't it doesn't try to do anything. It's not. Um, and I will say one thing though, in retrospect, it looks quite bad is like when they get the foreign exchange girl yes, and they put a webcam, like basically almost like, you know, it's not quite revenge porn, but it's, mm. it's something like that. Now it's before people really have the capability to record that type of shit, yes. but still it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's less bad as it would be now, but it's still, that's pretty shitty. So there was like a big thing with movies and I'm guessing just like uh society of like, voyeuristic behavior being okay with guys. I mean, we saw it in Animal House. That's right. Remember John Belushi uh, climbs up the wall and looks in the window of the sorority? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm um, also uh, thinking fucking, um, what's the, what's the geeky, um, Revenge of the Nerds too, like looking through into the shower. Is it, no, but Revenge of the Nerds does it too. Revenge of the Nerds is like the date, it's like a date rape. Well, there's scene, the right? date rape yeah. too. I think there's uh, but, but Porky's, I mean, Porky's yeah. famous. I mean, it's, it's literally the cover of their fucking movie posters. That, right. You know, guys drilling holes in the women's shower and looking in. I think that's it, okay. Yeah. It became, it, it, like, it was very much ex- like, like, I don't say accepted behavior. I mean, even in Back to the Future, George McFly is ca- is looking at Lorraine with binoculars. Like, right, in the tree. There was, um, you know, damn kids jumping in front of the car again. Um, right. But like, there is, a, there was a real, I want to say society was okay with it, but there was a real sort of like boys be boys attitude with voyeuristic behavior. Yeah. That really is not acceptable. Cause I mean, like how would, you know, how would you feel if someone saw you in a private Fucking moment? Disca- that'd be yeah, terrible. It's like, yeah. it should be shitty. It's, it's, not, it's not just because it's an attractive woman. doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. Obviously. And we all know that now. I'm not going to want to listen, but like, but in this movie, we're not quite there yet as a society, I guess. Um, they sort of covered a little bit because you, cause it's more embarrassing for, What's his face? For, well, they, for, they, for Jim. Co- they cover it to an extent, but they also realize what they've done is wrong because what do they do with her? They ship her away. They do. They don't want to deal with the after effects of how they don't want to deal with that issue anymore. So they literally, they literally ship it away. They do. Yeah. And there's a callback at the very end of the movie where they're kind of talking to each other via webcam and, 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 and having fun with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like you can tell. And then, so in that movie, in that book, I keep referencing best movie you ever. That is a small portion of on American pie. Mm. And they do say that. Yeah. It's like a movie big heart, but in retrospect, we didn't quite handle that one particularly well. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I think they, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to look, it's not good. It's not, it's not good, but I'm not going to blame the filmmakers too much because like I said, this has been a lineage of this stuff. You know, sure. it took a real sea change in our attitude as, as society kind of, cause I remember seeing this movie in the movie theater and I, I didn't think it was like that offensive. No, as I did watching it now. No, twenty like, something years ago. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I'll you know that's just the way the society was. I'm not saying it was right, but if you're older than us, you remember what it was like, and that's was kind of okay. Yeah, definitely. But everything else in the movie though has a big heart to it. It does. Yeah, the people like things happen to people, and they're embarrassed by it. It's not mean. Um. Yeah, there's some funny stuff. There's some funny. There's some funny stuff. Uh, what's the guy's? Who's the guy that played? Um, what the fuck's his name? Give me one detail, and I'll get it. <sighs> Who even knows anymore? Anyway, Paul White's directed this. He also directed In Good Company. Now that's a movie I cannot. I know you really enough. like that one. Um, it's really good with Scarlett Johansson and Topher Grace, and um, they are. Uh, it's uh, Dennis Quaid's in as well. 
Um, I would definitely recommend checking that one out. I know we're going to be off next week, so I'm going to kind of give you guys recommendations as the show goes on for a couple different ways to spend your time, potentially. Um, but that's a great one in good company. Um, he also directed about a boy, which is good. I haven't seen that. It got really good, really good buzz. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good? Yeah, a lot yeah, of heart. Everyone says really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote that too, I think. Did he, he wrote In Good Company as well. Well, and it's maybe his like brother. Yeah, him did and his it brother, with him or yeah. something. Yeah, okay. Um, and they're not, they're not the key writers here for this, though. That was uh, Adam Herz wrote this. Uh, I don't know Herz, Adam Herz. H-E-R-Z. And this was kind of, and uh, this was kind of his thing. This was like, this is the one thing he's kind of written and. He's written a couple other small things since then, but this is really kind of it. We talked about it with Gross Point Blank. Yeah. Um, sometimes the writer has just the one idea that kind of works. Not that a teenage comedy about sex is that innovative, no. but um, I, the way it's written, it has a very almost like bizarrely like it's puritanical meets gross out is how I would call this. It's very simple. What part's like puritanical? Puritanical in that all these seniors are still virgins. Which is oh, not that's true. Yes. typically would see. That would not happen. They also are very innocent in every other way, but I know they drink at the party, but like they're really innocent kids. Sure. Like, which is actually pretty realistic. Like most high school seniors are virgins. I mean, that's just, that's the stat. You think so? Back then. 18, uh, 17, 18 years 17, old? 17, 18, yeah. I gotta think the median age is somewhere around 16. I know the stuff that comes out, it says that's not true. Most people, I, I, think, I think most people lose their virginity like that first year in college is how it works. But everyone kind of like lies about it and everyone just kind of like creates no one like so that all this nebulous and, and also our TV and media have like punched it now. Definitely That's people, true. People, I mean, obviously people lose their virginity in junior high. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people don't don't lose it. Yeah, I've read study that, you know, uh, I didn't lose my virginity until just after high school. Really? Yeah. Oh, 16. Wow. Look yeah. at you. Not quite 15 like Steve Robinson, but uh, wow. but 16 early. One time at band camp. One time. It was not at band camp. <laughs> <laughs> that was that whole trope was so fucking annoying too with the, with the fucking. Uh, uh, it was see I okay so it went on a bit too long. But I, Hannigan, yeah. I like the idea of like this kind of socially awkward person that keeps referencing themselves. Like there are a lot of people like that that only that are just so uncomfortable. They just keep telling stories about themselves, but they don't try to have any human interaction. Kind of talk about the anime stuff a little sure. bit. Like it's yeah. that same yeah, kind yeah. of mentality. Like this weird that nerd. No, I did like there was a payoff there where you were kind of surprised yeah. with her. You know, yes, but uh, but it did go on too long. It was too much. It was a little too much. Yeah. yeah, I like her in general too. I think she's a she's, she's a pretty good, good actress. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's good. She's good in that. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. I had a yeah, you know, yeah, watch a few episodes of that. It's fine, right. you know, but yeah, uh, she's good. She's good. Yeah, she's just, she's an, a good TV actress. I've never seen Buffy, but um, you know, I haven't seen Buffy either. Really? Seems like you're right up your alley. Now I think I tried an episode or two, and I'm like, this is not for me. But that guy's in trouble, huh? Which oh, the, Joss Whedon, the uh, oh, uh, he's no, like yeah, the showrunner of yeah, Buffy. He also directed the Marvel movies and then directed the one. Uh, you know, Justice League, and uh, but uh, he, uh, yeah, he's been in real also tr- Firefly too, which is Firefly, yes, yeah, really great one. Well, yeah, he's one of those, no, no more. Yeah, he's he's uh, so I guess he had a really kind of toxic atmosphere on the set of Buffy, and he got called out for it by like by Charisma uh, Carpenter, and then everyone just piled yeah, on. Yeah, they are piling on. What does he just mean st- though? I didn't read much about it. Is he just mean? It was like, because really, there's a lot. So it's all so it's all started with that guy who plays Cyborg uh, in the Justice yes, League movie. Yes, he yes, was yes, the yes, first yes. one to be like, no, this is a toxic space, and everyone. You know, even like Ben Affleck, some heavy hitters are all kind of like Gal Gadot. They all kind of kept their mouth shut about it. Yeah. No one came out like pro Joss, really. No one came out. No one, certainly no one came out anti. And uh, and then Chris McCarter finally came out during the Buffy stuff. And then all of a sudden people. So then Michelle Trachtenberg, who was 15 at the time in the show, said without any sort of um, explanation beyond this, mm. said that Joss was not allowed to be alone in a room with her. Now, 
But so, but that was the first sexually inappropriate part, though. Because we don't think... know that it's sexually inappropriate. That's that. That's where I have a little oh, bit of like that's kind of shitty. Mm, that is is shitty. it because Define he's an asshole and just screams at everybody, or is that because he he's looking at you funny, creepy? Ugh. And there's without any sort of like bearing, it, it makes it hard. That's shitty. I think there's a huge difference between the two. It's also not necessarily her responsibility to say everything that happened when she was fifteen. No, nope. you know that really falls back on the studio. And we've talked about the R. Kelly stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, people course. know yeah. what's going on. People turn a blind eye. And, you know, so I'm definitely not blaming Michelle Trachtenberg or anything like that. But, like, who... Let's hear from some people that dictated those terms. Right. For them. Like, why? What instigated? Or, you know, even if you don't want to have specifics, like, what's going on here? Right. And um, and I get it. I mean, a lot of people are even afraid to speak out more. Even Sarah, Mich- Sarah Michelle Geller's quote was pretty, like, oh, I don't stick a stand with the girl these women yeah but she also she wouldn't get involved no one mentioned like one specific thing chris mccarter did but no one else mentioned like one specific thing that happened it's just weird that uh is weird. not weird not weird for the women but weird that the studio is once again fucking they want to i guess protect that buffy legacy i guess I, it's well not like that i mean Whedon's still pretty powerful like, i don't got, know if he is you don't think so i think i don't know man i i don't, I don't know I mean, he's had a pretty long track record of uh you know, successful thing. Kind of. He's kind of lost a little bit. Well, he did. He directed a uh, cabin in the woods too, which is actually, that's actually, actually a good one. Did you see it? He directed, uh, write it. He wrote it. Maybe he didn't direct it. Right. I actually like that one. It's, uh, it's it innovative. Too. It's interesting. It was good. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I yeah. did like it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Um, no, this, this movie is uh so one thing I want to do is compare. So we've actually watched a few different teen movies. Yes, we have. Um, teen comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. Are they all teen comedies. They are. I well, Teen that, Wolf is a problem, but a little bit different, but yeah. I didn't even can, count Teen Wolf. Oh, you sh- I think we should. I think you're right. So I didn't count Teen Wolf. I didn't count Karate Kid, but I don't think we should. Karate no. Kid is a sports movie. No, no, no. Okay. That's a, yeah. All right. So if that's the case, then my list looks a little different. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what do you like better, American Pie or the following movie? You tell me. Okay. Okay. I'll give, I'll give my answer as well. Teen Wolf or American Pie? Teen Wolf. I agree. Animal House or American Pie? American Pie. No, oh, that's a dumb take. I don't like Animal House. I think it's stupid. I think it's not very this well done. Not, this, we is, talked about this. this is an Einstein level. Nope, but neither is American Fucking is the other one. Bad take, man. Animal House. Uh, Fast Times, Original High, or American Pie? Uh, what would I? What do I think is better? Or what would I rather see? Fast Times is better. I'd probably rather watch American Pie. Oh, it's really? So easy. It's Fast so, Times. See, I think like, Fast Times is like a better laugh. version of this movie. Yeah, it's just too a lot better version. I enjoyed Fast Times way more than this. Yeah, well, you like that movie in general, and I don't, but I would... Yeah, you're probably right. Like, I give Fast this, times. this movie, I'm going to give a solid, like, C. This is a C. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, mean Girls or uh, or American Pie? American Pie. I like honestly. Mean Girls more. Mean Girls are... I mean, okay, if it's a it's C funnier. plus or it's C funnier. minus. It's funnier. Yeah, you're probably it's right. It's funnier. Yeah, yeah, it's a little smarter and funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying Mean Girls is great. Okay, Mean Girls. All right. Uh, American Pie. Uh, and then American Pie of Greece. Oh, American Pie. Me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the one I felt pretty solid about. Although, um, if you said, you know, the 20 minutes of dancing, just that. I know, but it's not versus American, I know, I know, I know. So, so we've seen now, so we've seen six movies. I rank American Pie fifth of that list. You seem to rank it. Maybe third. Third, right? I well, guess third. I couldn't tell what your Fast Times was. I think, uh, I think I'm with you on Fast Times. I just don't really enjoy it that much, but it's not like I really loved my experience with fucking American Pie either. So, yeah. Nice. It's all right. There's some funny spart- parts where Finch is like having to go to the bathroom. That's like, that's you know, funny. That, it is funny. And he movie, plays it well. A lot of people deals with humiliation. Exactly. So, like, Finch gets humiliated, and then that guy, uh, Sherman, gets humiliated. <laughs> he pieces pants and gets humiliated. Yeah, that's really, that's really fucked up. Actually. And then, like, Jason Biz gets humiliated by the video. Like, a lot but of he it, handles it really well. 
Jason Biggs? He does. He gets humiliated, but he like he plays around? into it. I get kind of. He's just kind of stuck. Um, but like it's just it's but a lot of the movie though it, it it's, it's the same kind of beats. It's like oh yeah, it is. Embarrassing happens. People laugh, point a laugh at you. Embarrassing happens. People point a laugh at you. Right. So it was a weird thing. The writer, the writer must have this real like fear of like people like laughing at him. Yeah. yeah. The Jason Biggs uh, jumping out of bed and and trampolining off is pretty funny. That makes me laugh every time. It's funny. I think the uh, like the the how the movie opens is like his parents catch him. That's really awkward. That is, so and it's really so actually well awkward. done. It is. And the and the actual pie bit with Eugene Levy is really funny. It is. Levy's good. See, why do you not like him? Like no, I he's do. fine. I just I, I'm just tired. Fine. No, I think uh, no, he's he's good. It's just um. The whole thing with the Shit's Creek thing, which I which I haven't seen. You, I know. I, I know. mean, it's really good. Is it really? You Am know, I going to be annoyed sec- by it? The second last season, not good, but all the other ones are really good. Are they really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Watch the first two. I find uh, them really I funny. Laugh? I love the the woman Annie. I can't remember her last name. Um, who plays uh plays the, the sister on the? Uh, she's she's so good. Yeah. She is so good. And Eugene Levy's great. I've the, like the I've seen like some clips of it, and it just really annoy me. It doesn't annoy me. I mean, I I find it funny. All right. But I like. But I'm just tired. I guess I'm just kind of like. I like that humor and style. Like I love that whole lineage of um, a mighty wind and all the that. Christopher Guesta. Yeah, yeah, I like that lineage. Yeah, he's he's good. I, I'm just it's just a lie. Just I just just four years of it. Um, but it's fine. yeah, but Levy he hasn't really done this. This is probably the most famous he's ever been. Yeah, which is I've great, seen right? It, I've seen the SCTV stuff. I've seen yeah, you know, I remember I've seen those Christopher. I'm just it's been it's been it's been a lot. Um, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. I, I have nothing against the guy, and he's he's goodness. Yes. Um, it's just too broad. You know, he improvised like all those lines. He said he 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 said he'd only take the part if he could like basically rewrite his own lines. I mean, I'm not surprised. No, I'm sure he's a so, smart yeah. guy. Yeah, but like it's a pretty bizarre demand for an actor to make. In other words, like I hate your script. So I'm just. I'll gonna... do your movie, but I want to say what I want to say. And they said yes, which is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but they probably made the right choice because I'm guessing what was there was. Probably not great. Did you see that? I think Jennifer Coolidge was either either first or second build on this motherfucker. Makes sense. Really? None of you had anything. None. I know, yeah, but yeah, I mean, these people were not known. But like, you, it's just Sean great. William Scott was called Sean W. Scott. They got his name wrong in the credits. That's funny. Yeah, but she's in the she's in the movie for two minutes. That's yeah. a good scene, actually. They do that really. They do well. it really well. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Yeah, um, Finch and Stifler's mom. They do yeah, that well, they do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird that she's top build. That's not weird. You always get bogged down in that. This is how it works. Marlon Brando is top building Superman. He's in the movie for 12 minutes. Boy, that's a lot more than... than I know, but it's just, the scale is the same, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Marlon Brando is a Superman, but Jennifer Coolidge for is... The, well, at the, remember, at the time they were shooting yeah. the cast of America by... Now you look at it, right? You're like, why would you be second yeah. build? Like, Jason Biggs, you know, is a name. Allison Hanning is a name. Uh, Sean William Scott's a name. Chris exactly. Klein. Yep. I mean, Zavari. Like, we know these people now. But when this movie came out, we didn't know any of them. I mean, I mean, the movie was made on the, on the cheap because of that, and then because of that, it made a fucking shitload of money, obviously. Right. Um, which is funny because who was it? Disney again? I don't know who produced this. It was what was the studio? Universal. Universal. G- fucking cowards. They um they cheaped out in what and, way? <laughs> so they got so they show this movie to some people, test audiences. It's, it's hit off the charts. People really love it. Yeah, looks like it's going to be a sleeper hit. Great. Universal gets cold feet at the last second and uh, sells the foreign distribution rights. Why? I don't know. So the movie made over $100 million foreign and they didn't get it. Like, they didn't get any of it. That's stupid. What did they sell it for? Like $2 million or something. Know. $5 million. I don't, I don't know. That's dumb. But That's stupid. A, a fraction of what, what I made. Yes. They were afraid the word America would be like, but we can change the title. Like, it's not. It's oh. not. Yeah, but, the, but like, but it's not. 
But like, it's just, it's still high school kids who want to fuck. And like, let me just it's tell pretty, you, it's pretty, like everybody. everybody else in the world watches US content, American content. They're not going to be turned off by the word American in there. At that time, they weren't. Right. 1999, they were not turned off by that. So that's stupid. Oh, so stupid. Why? That's like so short sighted. Dumb. This movie is, uh, this movie's uh, funny. The worst if, part if, is Chris Klein singing Scooby Doo Doo Doo. I can't. I, I can't. I, I can't. I like. Uh, Casey Affleck's in this. I saw that for like 30 <laughs> seconds. The, the, the big brother. He yeah. doesn't. I like Casey Affleck as an actor. I think he's, I think he does a good job in most things. I mean, Gone Baby Gone's amazing. And oh, he's I'm great. Amazed, right? see what you haven't seen yet. I, I you can't. gotta see that. See that? I know. Vacation. I just don't want like, how much pain do you want me to be in? I know that's going to hurt me. Oh, I know it, it is going to hurt me deep. It hurts like no other I don't. I'm not looking forward to that. What do I do to make the, I guess I got to drink a lot. You know, I got to like know, eat. But you know what I just saw? The what? Insider. I saw that's like a good Yeah, you did say that. We'll probably Pacino. talk about it more because we're going to do our top 10 uh, next week. When, when you hear us again, we'll do Mystery Men. We're going to do our, uh, we're actually, I, I know how I said top five movies in 1999. Yeah. Let's do top 10. We have to. I know. I, I, I made my list already, Michael. Fuck. I actually still have honorable mention. <sighs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so I just saw the insider. Like forever ago. Dude, it's fucking really good. That's a man. I'm like, yeah, Michael Mann directed it. Uh, Al Pacino. This is Al Pacino's best works in the 70s. Really? I, oh, dude, I was shocked how good he was. Uh, all right. It's really good. And then, um, and Crow's good. Crow's good. But I Pacino like is like off the chart. And Christopher Plummer is awesome. Oh, he plays sure. Mike Wallace. I'm sure. He's incredible. I was like, this movie's really good. I totally missed the boat when it came out. Um, I watched it um, partly so I could make sure I had a, a full list for our show. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad I did because it's definitely going to make my top 10. Fuck, I'm not going to um, get to it by the time we do our show. Really good. I was really impressed. Uh, yeah. That was, a, that was a fun little... Um, and then sometimes I was talking with someone and they told me that um, uh, Michael Mann's like one of his first movies is Thief uh, with James Caan. And I think I, I guess it's okay. That's not HBO Max. Is it? So I might actually try to check that out um, it's not. Wait, it's James Con. Who else is in it? It's James Con, right? Is it just James Con? I thought it was. Uh, Thief was. I don't remember. I could be misremembering. Yeah, that, but uh, if I am, I'm sorry. Heat but, uh, is uh, is well, the... Heat is with that. Well, that's with uh, De Niro, yeah. Pacino, Val Kilmer. Right. Uh, that that performance really like. by Pacino is ridiculous. That, yeah. that that to me is like silly and stupid. De Niro's really good movie. I think you think Pacino's. You don't like that one. I think he's good. Agreed. You think it's too much. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's too much. Oh, oh, do I think it's too much? Yeah, man. Just a little bit. It's, a little too, it's literally like the definition of too much. It's the most ridiculous like movie, movie ever. Fine. I like that movie. It's fine. It's a fine. It's a good movie. It's, it's, good. it's so overrated. And the other problem is that I go into that movie with such high. I saw a movie in the theaters like the weekend it came out. Like I made my mom bring me. Yeah. Like I was like, I had, didn't have my license yet. I was so eager to see this movie. It's all entertainment week we talked about for like two years. I was like, well, stacked cast. Dude. I, I'm like, oh my god! I, I need to see. I see, I, I see it, and I'm like, oh god! I'm like, it's okay. It's it's good. Where like, if I got in with no expectations and didn't know who anybody was, I'd be like, oh, that was a good movie, right? But like, instead, it was just like, oh, I'm kind of bummed out. It was just good. Like that movie did not hit me like um like a movie we're talking about next week or two weeks from now uh, on the Patreon show. Okay. Um. <sighs> anything else in American Pie? I. Don't okay, we're at 34 minutes, so we're think, doing a good job. So, well, I'm not looking at it. I mean, I was just... More, I'm, I was really... I, I, I knew it wouldn't be a problem. I've never walked into a show and had less to talk about. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've got like five bullet points for this movie, <laughs> which is very strange for me for something like this. I, I've never, I've never like felt less engaged to the movie or music. There's not much there. There's not much there. To, uh, than, than I was about this. Well, you're speaking of the fucking music then. Why'd you pick this song? Like, why'd you pick this song? 
because I wanted to. But it's like it's a it's a the lousy cover. Yeah, it's a lousy cover. It only hit like forty something on the uh, Hot One Hundred. You really wanted to talk about this movie, huh? Oh, it's the songwriter, right? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, this is Lenny Kravitz, American Woman. It's the cover he made it for. Um, he made it, well, he for, made it for his album, but the, it got used on the Austin Powers soundtrack. No, Austin Powers. Uh, the producers of Austin Powers said, "Hey, can you record American and Woman then they for added us?" On that album, and then they added on to the album, the, album the reissue of the album, album, oh, which I think was a few months that later. Explains why it was like it was like really good track, like fourteen or something. Yes, exactly. It was and Heather Graham's like, in the video. Yeah, and she actually looks. I really, I'm a, I'm a Heather Graham. Fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, in the, in the it's kind of weird in this one. It's like well, she's like, like trying too hard with like the thrusting, and it's like really hard to be sexy. I'd rather you just be roller girl. <laughs> oh yes, uh, yeah. yeah. But no, she's trying a, really. She's hard. trying it's, really it's, hard. It's odd. It's odd. It's odd. I, yeah. I was like, I can't. Also goes on for a long time. It's, it's, it's either wrong. It's either her driving a car or her like just like, like on a, top of a bus a, thrusting like a nymphomaniac yes on a bus. it's very strange <laughs> it's very strange yes um so it was on right so the austin powers 2 soundtrack whatever producer said hey can you record this for us he does um and it's it but it's perfect timing because he's about to release his album anyway but then it doesn't end up going on until the reissue it does seem like an afterthought though because even if you listen to the song it is it is so poorly recorded so We'll we'll get into like the the uh, like the original version of the song is the guess who of course yeah. we'll get into that a little bit but like if you listen to like listen to the listen to what they fucking decided to do in the last section of the song hear the distortion on his voice yeah 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 what I I actually don't I think it's just differentiate themselves in the song this song sounds so similar to the real version I was just happy to hear something different. Um, like, what's the point of the song? It doesn't sound that much. It's it doesn't know. They like stripped down the original version of the song. They like they they took every they took all the soul out of the song. Yeah, yeah. There's these all these like you're details right. that the original song does, and I'll play them. Yes, um, that he stripped out. No, you're right. No, but I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it. I what I should have said. I, let me rephrase it because yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, this is a boring version. Yeah, a boring version of, of this song. Right, but it's like so boring. I'm like, it's like you're right. You're exactly right. They stripped it, but but they stripped out the. Like basically like a car that had no amenities. Yes. But it's still like a car. So you're like, oh, this car, I'm still in this car. It's the same car I was just in for the guest. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. So I was happy to hear the distortion just because it was like it was something, something different. new in this car. Well, they decided to do <laughs> that. So, so boring. So I think that, so, okay. I totally get your point on that. The way that I feel about it is they chose the wrong thing to do. Oh, I, oh yes, and, of course. And, and like, the, even the way it's mixed, if you listen to it, when, so... They brought like it's not only distorted, but they also raised the volume of it too. So it just it's so grating. Like distortion, you some people use distortion on vocals. It's not often done. It's way more often done on guitar and then bass and then vocals. Reason why is because we're used to hearing like clear vocals. We want to hear the fucking words. We want to know what they're saying. Um, but some people do, and you can do it in a really well, more subtle way. It's just. He overdrives the fuck out of his voice, and it's so loud in the mix, it like it grates me. It's like fingers on the fucking ch- on chalkboard. The other thing they decide to do is they decide to do a half step modulation modulation of the song in the guitar solo. Oh no, that's the distortion. Let me get the solo. Here it is. Here we go. Mm. Half step down. Hear that change? Yeah. It's like it's. It's so fucking annoying. They're like, oh, we need to do something different here right. in the solo, yeah. so we're just going to go down a half step, which is like, it's, it, yeah. Go to something. When you do that, it, it's, uh, that's the harshest move 
probably the harshest move in music to go down a half step like that. If you want to do something, you want to modulate, you want to go to a different key, go to like the five chord, go to the relative minor or the relative major, do something like that that has meaning with the key that you're in. When you go a half step, that move is like super grating. So you guys, so they choose the most grating thing you can do with the vocals. You choose the most grating you can do with the fucking song, and you're left with this bullshit. And they really did. He took out. Well, I'll show you. They they took out the soul of the song. I'll, I'll yes, show they you. did. Okay. Did win a Grammy for this stupid piece oh. of shit. <laughs> we, we've uh, we've proven in this show how the Grammy. Well, is I'm going to keep most, talking about it. It's useless award. So it useless. makes the Golden Globes look valuable. Oh. Like it, it is fucking wild. Grammy like, awful things win Grammys. Ugh. I'd rather listen to fucking Nookie than this piece of shit. Me too. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, rather listen, listen to Nookie three times. GD in a bottle. This is probably the worst song we're covering this week. I'd rather listen to uh, all of that album by Biscuit than the uh, five by Lenny Kravitz. Absolutely. The, oh my god, the, the, the album's boring as fuck. There, the I was listening to some of the songs. I'm like, this is so boring. Lemon Biscuit that album has some fun stuff in it. I I don't think I captured it, but there is a song on this album. Um, do you remember when we talked about Lenny Kravitz before and I oh, played yeah. another song on the album and I was like, this is the worst song I've ever heard written ever. He does another one. It's called like Velvet Teen or something on this album. Check it out. I'll tweet it out or something. Um, it is. I'm like, how if, if he the problem with Lenny Kravitz is so he's such a copier. Like if he does not copy someone else's music, he can't. Oh, you talked about that in the last. On can't the, do it himself. We talked about it with him. Yeah, I I I, I do. Th- I I don't argue that. And I was actually I read I was doing some research. This one I ran into that a few different times. Exactly yeah. your point. I was Ugh. like, oh boy, he's like, boy, you know, Matt was talking about that on the other. You know, it, it, I guess it's not a, it's not a uh, much of a secret in, no, in the music no, no. world how much of a thief this guy Super is. Super derivative, yeah. Uh, but um. I will say that his first two albums, first three albums are a lot more fun. They are more fun. Uh, by this point in his career, it is just, right, exactly right. There's no soul. Nothing. There's just like no pulse this music. It is boring. It's, it sounds, and at some point he's almost like kind of like copying himself. Yeah. Which is a copy of something else. The copies, what was it? If I call it a copy, it's, it's a copy serious. of yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Xerox, yeah. Like, uh, it's just all a big copy of everything. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's just, and you, you know, you copy something enough times, it does lose its you don't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense anymore that's kind of where we are with this so then i wonder like is it just more about the fame for you than creating art and i understand if it is like you want to have your house in malibu and your house in fucking hawaii or whatever it is you know you want to have vacations everywhere in the world what you want to pay for your fucking you know your plastic surgery and your six-pack abs or fine but like but you're not a musician anymore like you're not doing art anymore you're just you're right the song is just Particularly in the the older album, the newer albums are just this song in particular. I mean, oh, it, so it, bad. Obviously, it's a cover, so you know you're gonna lose stuff but like, there. But it's just it's just there's nothing. It's just the hard part with the song too is it is really a one chord song. It's a really simple song. So unless you add those other soul elements, like you, he he picked the raw. I mean, he was asked to. But this is a song that really exposes someone who can't. You could have said something. no, man. He could have said no. Like he's worth a lot of money. Yeah, he could. Like said he no. could have been like, no, or I want to do my own song. Like I, I, you know, Lenny Kravitz. I mean, doesn't seem to turn down many paychecks. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. So that's what it is. He wa- he just wants the fame. He wants the money, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. But it doesn't make you good. Oh no! I mean, no. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. So I, I give this song a D. This is not good. This is you know, and I'm it's, probably it's, and I'm probably being generous. Yeah, it's it's really because I really had a good. Honestly, this song could very well be an F because like. The real song is more is like that. Any element of the song that's good comes from the real song. Exactly. There's nothing that he brought to the table here 
that's any value. This song could be an F. You could, I, this is an F. I, I don't even want to say it's the worst song on cover because it's not really accurate either because the song itself. The song, it's the original it's song. It's in a is vacuum. Good. Right. It's like, well, this is okay enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. The Lenny Kravitz element of the song is an F. Yes. So the reason why I picked the song is because it gets me to the Guess Who. All right. So the Guess Who Canadian band um, who had this, like, it's crazy their run. They had this nuclear five-year run. Yeah. It's, I was looking at their greatest hits album. Some fun stuff, right? And not only is it fun stuff, I know most of these yeah. songs. Yeah. They had- these Eyes, Laughing, Undone, No Time, American Woman, No Sugar Tonight. Those are the first five, six songs on their, um, on their greatest hits. I know every single one of them. They all charted. Yeah. They're all good songs. Then you have uh, Hand Me Down World. Know that one. Bus Rider, I didn't know. Share the Land, I know that one. Um, and the last two, I don't know. Eight of these songs on of the 11, I knew. And just in case you're younger, you might not know. They, they were bigger in like the late 70s. They were, no, uh, mid 70s to 75. I thought, wasn't this song 77? 69 to 75. 69, they had their first hit with late their 70s. original singer. I'm younger, I don't know. So, oh, so early yeah, 70s. That's right. I had them pigeonholed in the late 70s. Yeah. Um, their yeah. first big ones were 1970. Oh wow! I yeah. See, oh, I so thought, this I, I so American like Woman's 70. Oh, I had it much later than that. Yeah. So this is like Led Zeppelin time. This is when it the is. rise it's like of the Who time. Exactly. Who Led Zeppelin? I always I always had them like a few years after the Who. Yeah. So you think you kind of think they're derivative? I guess they are still because Who was sixties, but yeah, yeah, you're right. You do, but they're yeah. not really. They're, not, they're no. that time period. So uh, what happened was you had um, you had so the Guess Who formed their Canadian band. Uh, they had their first hit. Um, which I didn't know. Then they hire Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings. Burton Cummings is the the singer. Randy Bachman is a guitarist for Bachman Turner Overdrive, who does like taking care of business and yeah. all that. I don't like them at all, but they were super famous and sold a shit ton of. Taking care of business is a good song. I'm not maybe because I've just heard it a billion yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, I'm not yeah, into yeah. it, but it's a good song. Uh, it's not for me. Um, but that's fine. A let it ride. Why ride ride? A let it ride is also Bachman yeah, Turner. Overdrive. Don't like that as much. Um. And roll on down the highway. I knew that one too. I, I checked them out. But but uh, but so the, so the band hires those two because they're jingle writers and they're like successful jingle writers for places for people like Coke, Coca Cola. So they they hire them. And Bachman, uh, sorry, Burton Cummings has a phenomenal voice. So here and American Woman starts because they're they're playing on stage and the guitarist Randy Bachman breaks a string and so he's he's retuning up and the band is just vamping on something on this like little riff. And just to kind of buy time. Sure. And um, Burton Cummings just starts riffing, riffing lyrics over it and a melody over it. That's how they wrote the song. And it's a very simple song. So you can believe that this would happen in this type of context. But uh, they developed it a little bit more. And here's the original of. There's, there's like so angry, much soul. But there's like anger in his yeah. voice, right? You hear yep. it. Yep. And there's like none of that in the Kravitz version. Nope. The guitar is different too. He's playing the thirds in there. It's different. And an awesome, nice little solo. Has a great groove to it. Yeah. This version is so much better. So much better. You he's got an angry awesome he voice. He's fucking pissed, right? He, he is pissed. And like, Lenny Kravitz is like, he's like, you know, you're counting the dollar signs as he's singing. Yeah. Completely checked out. Checked out. These are guys who mean it. I love this guy's voice. Um, they are like sleeper. They had such a run. 19, like that. this time. Yeah, between 70 and 75 is fucking they're a fun awesome. Band. I like them. They're really good. Uh, Shaking All Over was their first one in 1965 when they formed. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. 
And uh, and that right before they hired uh, they, a few years later is when they hired uh, Bachman and um, and Burt Cummings. So oh, wow, I had uh, them. I had them much later. Well, good, well, great. I guess I, that's yeah. They're very they're very good. I, I like them a lot. So American Woman, huge hit. And um, they let's see, so six years eleven. Yeah, eleven albums in hmm. six years, dude. Oh my god, eleven that's albums plus a couple of live albums. Yeah, Man, there's so many good songs. Yeah, back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you could you know save saying yeah. some for the you know. So, right. but what I wanted to do is talk about their best songs. I wanted to like play some of their best songs. Okay. Sure. Cause I, I mean, I've just like, they've just, they're just so good. Okay. Sounds so, good to me. So, um, number five for me is undone. You could have told me I could have done my own list. I should have. This is a very it good It just song. happened. It's fun. <laughs> it's a good song. It is a good one. Yeah. It's a very good song. And listen to this part. Little James Bondish, yes. Like very spyish. Yeah, I love it's it. It's like James Bond meets like Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, he's got kind of who's the who sang it on the album? Oh shit! I used to know it was the guy who sang for Deep Purple. Uh, did the uh, album version of Jesus Christ Superstar? And he does have a very similar voice. Yeah, yeah. They both have like a nice range and some like some gravel to him. Very good. Uh, I should have told you. I'm sorry. I thought about this like maybe like an hour fine. before we started. And I was it's like, fine, fine, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and then of course, uh, where is it? Doop to do. There it is. No sugar tonight. It's a good song. It's a good one. Yeah. So that's four for me. Three, I love. I didn't experience... So a lot of these songs I'd heard classic rock earlier on, but this one was under the radar, and I didn't hear it probably until my 30s. Is laughing. Listen to this change. Yeah, I've heard this before. It's, it's good. It's not, and I don't like the similar to the two. But. Oh, I love the song. It's a good song. They do have an older sound. They do sound... Late, uh, funny, American Woman does sound more late 70s to me, but these do sound older. They do, yeah. yeah. I, it's good, I, though. I was saying it earlier, like, I'd be completely happy writing Guess Who songs and performing Guess Who songs. I'd be so happy You should reach out to them. Maybe they'll have you <laughs> I think, do that. I don't think so. No? All right. Uh, number two for me is... Yeah, I've heard this too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just because just you've heard a lot. They're yeah, so good though. It's all right. Oh, no time it's is good. so good. It's good. It's a good song. It's fine. Listen to the harmonies. It's like some Crosby, Stills, Nash in there. It is. Yeah, it, it does. You're right. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of like sick of it. Yeah, I've heard, I, 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 you know, my parent, you know, just been listening to like if you listen to oldies long enough, you're gonna hear that. I didn't know, I didn't know that was them though. You know and, what I mean? I didn't know yeah, that oh, was yeah. them. Yeah, my favorite. His voice is so killer. Yeah, this is a good song. This is a great song. And the orchestration in the background? Yeah, so good. Some, it's really creative stuff coming up here. Oh, so good. The killer thing is it keeps going up. 
So now we go up. He sinks higher. The falsetto is the next one. It's the next one, yeah. Love his voice. Here it is. Sick. It's great. It's a really, you know, that's a really creative, unique sound. Yeah. On that song, Seeker. There's stuff that's all, you know, American Woman is too. Um, it's great. It's pretty cool too. Like the people that same guy, the same band as that song does American Woman. Cause this, those songs they're sound different. completely unique. Yeah. Completely different. Um, no, they're, they're definitely like one of those bands that I fear is going to be like, well, I, I lost they, time. Right. Like, some of those songs I've kind of heard death of my parents, you know, listen to oldie stations, or whatever. So I would hear, hear them a lot, but like our kids and then like those, those like our, you know, in like two generations, like in theory, like our grandkids, why would they have any access to this song? And it's very strange. Cause there are no, like, if you think about there's eight hits on this, but it's not that strange. I mean, time music just goes away. I but mean, like, like, but what other band there's, you know, but other bands that have eight hits are just kind of solidified there in a time. Maybe because they sort of blend into that time period more. Yeah, and there are others that do like, some stuff. Maybe part of it too is because the sound changes so much. Like we mentioned, like, <laughs> oh, they sound like Jesus Christ Superstar. They, they sound do. like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. They sound like this. They sound like that. So, that, But we won't lose Crosby, Stills, and Nash, will we? Oh, we're going to lose everything eventually. Well, yeah. But like, I think we're going to lose these guys first because they just, they also didn't have the same impact as, but when I say impact, I mean like culturally. I don't mean like. Sure. Like. Like I said, I, I couldn't even place what, what, where exactly where they're from. Like, and I and some of the songs that you just played, I didn't know that was them. Yeah. So like, they just didn't have the same for whatever reason. I, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. Who knows? I get it versus someone like Zeppelin, though. But I don't really get it versus. I don't, I'm trying to think of another comp, but even Bachman Turner Overdrive is probably more famous than them. I would agree. But and I, well, they're they not had, as good. They had like, taking your business is a bigger hit. It than is a big hit. Any of those songs, American, even American Woman, Woman. Mm, maybe uh, you yeah, could be right. Take your favorite. You could be right. It's also become like a. Like an anthem of sorts. Sort of a theme song, yeah. It was on jock jams. It's, it's yeah. also garnered like another life in the sports world. And you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, that stuff, you know. It does matter. It, You're right. It can give you Like legs. We Will Rock You, same thing. Yeah. Kind of oh, has totally. that. Yeah, I see that. I mean, there are a lot of people that they only know Queen from We Will Rock You. I know. Like they don't know any of the, and maybe like Bohemian Rhapsody, they don't know any of the Queen songs. No, they don't. Um, And it's like, oh, you know, and, and you know, in 40 years from now, they might not even know that. Um, it's just, well, that's just the way the world works. I guess. Fuck it's it. sad. I mean, every, like, everything we talk about on these shows like are not going to matter like 50 years from now, hundred years from now. And maybe like a couple of, like if we cover Goodfellas or like the Godfather or something, you know, like a couple of those like major episode, major shows or major movies rather. I guess. Yeah. 50, the movies from 50 years ago, if they weren't on some list, I probably wouldn't watch you, it. Right. Yeah. And or you might not even ever heard of them. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also kind of the fun of the show too, is that we're covering some stuff from like the eighties or whatever, nineties, like presumed innocent, like who's had a, can, Conversation about presumed innocent in the last twenty. No, because if you think Harrison Ford, you're not gonna you're not gonna go to that one. You're gonna go to his my more iconic roles. Right. Like, uh, like no one's talked about presumed innocent in like thirty years. No, but uh, you know, but just the nature of our show, we do. So it's kind of a fun look back for some people. I think it's but but eventually the people who uh, people who are looking back aren't going to be alive anymore. And then there's just no one left. Yeah. Well, but yeah, good. I guess who good band? Very yeah. good band. Yeah, yeah. Lenny Kravitz, terrible effort here. Fuck that guy. Yeah. But it got me to guess who, so that was nice. Um, I think that's it with the uh, music stuff. For I wanted me. to give a book recommendation. Um, I is think that book, book from 1999? <laughs> no, uh, but it's a book. I think you might even like now. Oh, what is it? It's called The Wax Pack. Wax Pack. W a x Pack. It's by Brad. I'm going to mispronounce his name, but Belzukian. B l a b a l u k s i a n. I think it is. He's a uh, Belzukian. Uh, I think it's like a Middle Eastern descent. 
But uh, so this guy is awesome. So this guy uh, got a pack of baseball cards mm. from 1980, the 1985 uh, tops. Cause it was the first year he started collecting. He's exactly my age. Yep. And um, he opened up the pack. He does this as an, as an adult in 20, 2012. He gets his old pack of baseball cards, opens it up. And then he goes and visits each of the players in the pack. Like goes and says hello to him. Like go and just see, see what they're up to now what they've like what they've taken from their lives and it's more about like that second act in your life like uh. it's not necessarily about their base their time being baseball players it kind of is but not really it's more about like what what got them to become baseball players and then also like what where is their life now what's happened what has gone wrong what has gone right what have they learned um who have they become um it is so good and this guy just a guy in his car just drives around takes like a summer and does this and um, he goes all across the country. Some guys are harder to find than others. I'm sure. Um, uh, it, and it, you, you kind of on this quest with him, you're kind of like Rudy, like, like, oh, what's the next one going to be? Is he going to be able to find him? What's going to happen? You know? And um, it is really good. Uh, even if you're not like a big baseball fan, you might not. If you're a big baseball fan, you have to get this. This is a no brainer because you'll know all the names. You know, all the stories. Sure. you'll wonder. And it's not just like, yes, there are some big names in the pack, like Dwight Gooden, Carlton Fisk. But there's also guys you maybe haven't thought of and like, you know, Gary Pettis or, or Rance Malinux or other guys you maybe haven't even heard of if you're a certain age or just not a huge baseball fan or you just haven't thought about in 25 years, 30 right. years. And uh, to kind of hear what they're up to is really interesting. How many cards are in a pack? I think it was 16, but one of them was a checklist. Okay. I think he had 15 he had to find. Um, it is really good. I cannot recommend it enough. It's called the Wax Pack. Cool. Uh, got a fee for Christmas. It is fantastic. It's a short read. It's it's so much fun. Um, so if you're looking for something to do while we're off next week, I, I check out the wax pack. You can get it on Audible, or obviously you can get it on Amazon. Uh, and then uh, I want to give a St. Louis Sounds update. Oh, let's let's see. I because I we jumped a little bit from yeah. what I knew and to what has happened more recently. Yeah. So the sound it's been it's been a wild ride. Let me tell you, <laughs> I can tell. It's been a wild yes. ride. So uh, we've now won six titles. Six. Yeah. Because last I knew, titles. last we checked in, yes. you had won three. Three. So I uh, went out and I was able to uh, to get Michael Jordan. I mean, that's going to help anybody. Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> in the same draft. This is so much bullshit that you're it's that not, stacked. It's not. It's, it's not. such bullshit you're it's, that stacked. It's, they, no, they, you're, they're, no, no, it's not. This is Any team could do this. You know what the problem is? The problem is you have sight beyond sight. You can see high, you get 2020. There's some you can L- see back there. There's some element for sure. But right. at the end of the day, though, these guys, you do see their rating when they come out of the draft. And the good, like the Magics and the Michaels have... And Jordan and they have a higher rating. Yeah. So like, it's not really that I'm like, not that prescient. The only thing you can say is like, well, Chris, you can then stack certain drafts. Like I made sure I had a yes. ton of draft picks for the Michael Jordan draft. Right. So that's true. But any team though could do this, but we have to do, you have to be willing to sacrifice two years. We just willing to lose every game. Seems worth it. And also get rid of your salary. Oh, fans won't, no one will stand. No one will stand for it. They stood for, why'd they stand for you though? Why did they stay well, with it's you? A, it's a computer. Simulator. There's not real, people man i don't have real fans yeah but in the yes but i'm talking about in the context of being in the world it's a video game that's why but in real life though they should do this and the astros did this and they won a world series like you can do this i mean look at the astros they went up winning hundreds and hundreds of games like obviously i know this is cheating stuff but you know but like we know like you can you can amass great talent and then nba you really can because what's called bird rights so like for instance let's talk about magic johnson so magic johnson is going to be a free agent so i have the ability to re-sign him at a higher uh, price that any other team can give him. You can give him more years. You can give him a, more a, years. a, big, an, a additional year. Right. Also additional money. Right. And on top of it, um, it doesn't matter what my salary cap is. I can sign him and it won't, it, it doesn't, it, even if I'm over the cap, I won't penalize him. Really? I'll, I'll, 
I'll have to pay what's called a luxury tax, but I'm able to do it. The salary cap I doesn't see. hold back. It's what's called the hard cap if you go way high than the salary cap. And that's why I had to trade Larry Bird. Uh, I just traded him yesterday. Time. It's time for that. Time so for it was his 10th year. He started to decline. Yeah. I traded him and Jack Sigma, which, which you might remember was uh, I drafted my, my, uh, uh, my second draft. I'm sure they've all been uh, charting this. Uh, well, yeah. Sigma is also a Hall of Fame center. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Sigma and Bird, both with my team for 10 years, both won six rings. I had to trade both of them because I was up against the hard cap, and that you cannot fuck with. Um, but yeah, so you can keep signing. So what I do is any team can do this. You Obviously, I, I have the bench guys, and then the second a bench guy is about to hit his fourth year, I trade him. Now I trade him for either picks or young players or players and picks. You never want to have a guy be a free agent and leave you with nothing. So you always trade exactly. a guy the year right. before their free agents. Right. But a lot of teams won't do that because they want to, they don't want to trade away a good player and maybe get back just future picks because their fans will revolt. But of course it's a video game. So right. I can't, so you don't care. But like those first two years I ran the sound. I just kept any asset I had. I trade, I took on bad contracts. Now I also had the ability because I was the expansion draft. I didn't have a cap. So I came in with oh. nothing. So I wasn't above. See, the problem is you do that for one year, two years. I two just, years. I okay. tanked. Yeah. But, and I just, no, I, no, no, but with the no cap is the no cap. Well, thing. I mean, there was a cap. I just, I had no, I was just, oh, I see. I didn't have any salaries in the books. Yeah, I got you. Um, so I just kept taking, so I would take, I would be like how Al Horford, right. like I'll take your shitty Al Horford contract, but I want two first rounders with him. And they're like, sure. We just want to get them off our books. Right. And then I had him, and I don't care if I'm losing or not. I just didn't even play Griffin. I took him and they're like, Oh, you know, so like you can, any NBA team can do this. You just, you know, especially if you're an expansion team. Now, if you're not a fans team, you might need to have it instead of being a two-year plan. You might need to tank for four years because you'll need two years to get rid of everything on your books, mm. and then two more years to kind of like just accumulate yeah. assets. Right. So, will a city stand by for four years and basically watch your team sell everything off for four years? Yes. You say that, but no one. But in reality, they don't. And the NBA also does not. So the Sixers kind of tried to do this. Trust the process. We talked about this, and uh, with Sam Hankey, and the NBA yep. actually stepped in and basically said no more. So like it's really hard to do it um, and pull it off uh, from a PR perspective, but it's the right. It's how you win. Um, and then uh, yeah, so now so what happened? I had such accumulation of draft picks that like so I've been saving these picks. So like Magic Johnson year, I had a ton of picks ready to go. I was going to trade all my picks for one. Yeah, but I won the lottery. I got lucky. One of my five that I had won. Right. So you can so then I had maintain four. your assets. So yeah. I traded those four for like future ones. Oh yeah, because they were like oh any he's like we want a draft pick now. I'm like all right, yeah, I'll yeah. give you my pick now. But I want two down the road and I just keep kicking the can down the street. And I, you know, and if you get lucky and you happen to get the draft high draft pick, then boom, you're, you're golden. So how's that negotiation work? Do you say, I will give you this for this and then they get to counter. Is that how yeah, it works? The AI actually is pretty good in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty realistic. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm they might be overvaluing draft picks a little too much, but it's not terrible, but I can basically put up a player and be like, and then I'll be like, I want to put this player up for trade. And then every team that's interested will give me an offer and I right. can pick among those, whatever, how many offers and, and make them deal. I see. Um, but also I can also propose a trade as well. So like, let's say someone has the number one pick and be like, go, I'll give you the, blah, blah, blah. um, but yeah, I have, I, so I, now I'm starting. So I have, you know, I've won six titles. I just, uh, I just drafted Mitch Richmond right now in these, I'm in the, like, what would be like the late eighties drafts. Yep. And these drafts are really boring. Like there's not like once after the Carl Malone draft, it's very boring. Ugh, not a lot of like exciting players. And then, but 93 is, uh, or 90, 93, 90, I'm sorry, 92 is Shaquille. There you go. And then uh, 96 is that crazy Kobe Bryant draft. And right. you have, a, uh, you also have the uh, 96, 97. You also have the uh, 97 is Kobe, 96 is Iverson. So some fun there players coming up. Yeah. So uh, I'm just kind of, but yeah, I've won six titles. I, I won seven, I won 75 and seven last season. Jesus Christ. I did not lose a home game. 
That's fucking nuts. But since I traded my my guy Sigmund Bird, I'm twelve and three ish. I already lost a home yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Sad. So well, we'll see. I'm trying to win my seventh. The thing with sound, if you're a sound fan, God bless you. <laughs> you're a great person. Let's go sound. I like I always say around my house, sound on. That's what you say. Yeah, and Laura, Laura's in the back. The dogs get excited every time we win a title. The dogs get treats, so they get excited about that. Yeah, everybody wins in your house. Oh yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, we are back uh, a week from today, so we're off this week. So check out those movie recommendations. Hopefully, check out those books. Check out some old episodes. Yep. Um, and then we are back. Uh, we're mystery men. Uh, so we're staying the same week. And we're gonna do our top ten, I guess, of movies from nineteen ninety nine. There's yeah. so many good ones. Uh, yeah, well, do you have anything else you want to say before you before we don't see anybody for a week? Nope. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, see you in a week. See you in a week. We'll catch you then.